Welcome to the Lafkate podcast. Lafkate is a seasoned teacher of the Word of God, an author and pastor of Vision Impact Church, a thriving church in Ghana. And now, today's message. continue looking at the subject prayer based on the scriptures in Luke chapter 11 1 to 4 as well as Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9 to verse 13 which Jesus Christ has taught us as a pattern of how we ought to pray because as we have established all mankind at one point or the other have found the need to talk to God. And prayer is just talking to God. And so looking at this base scripture, which is a pattern prayer that Jesus taught, we are drawing what I call 10 lessons from this pattern. In our previous broadcast, we've looked at five points out of 10 that we can draw from this pattern prayer. Firstly, we said prayer must be sweet, and that is the worship aspect of prayer. Prayer must be sound, that is, prayer must be based on the word of God as the only language of heaven that God understands. And prayer must be simple. And we continued and looked at point four. Prayer must be specific. Tell God exactly what you want him to do. He knows it already. He wants to hear it from you that this is exactly what you need. And then, finally, we looked at prayer must be sincere. Jesus said, when you pray, you should not be like the hypocrites. By inference, Jesus is saying, when you pray, you must be sincere. So we looked at that and we said, God is not necessarily looking for our eloquence in prayer, but he wants to see the honesty of our hearts. Today, we will continue our teaching and look at the sixth point that we draw from this prayer pattern. And that is, prayer must be steadfast. We must be steadfast in our prayer. Steadfastness means to be faithful, to be firm, to be adhesive, to be unshakable. In prayer, we do not need to so much be concentrated on the circumstances because the circumstances seek to distract us we must set our gaze the bible talks about setting our gaze on things above we must set our focus on the god who we went to pray and we must stand firm at prayer not moving no matter what happens in fact in luke chapter 11 when jesus taught the lord's prayer after he finished, he made an analogy. This is how he put it. He said, suppose you have a friend. You, listening to me right now. And me. Jesus says, suppose we have a friend. And you go to that friend at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For another friend of mine on a journey has come to visit me. And I have no food to offer him. And suppose this friend you went to inside answers and says to you, don't bother me. I am asleep with my children and I cannot get up to give you bread. Jesus said, I tell you, though this friend inside may not want to get up to give you bread, 
by your persistent and consistent knocking, being unashamed that anyone is hearing you, you are disturbing the neighbors, not perturbed that the friend is not getting up to give you bread, but you persistently continue to knock that door. <laughs> as long as you keep at post and keep knocking, Jesus said, I say to you, ask. Other translations, like the amplified version says, ask and keep on asking, and keep on asking, and keep on asking. Knock, keep on knocking, seek, keep on seeking, and the door shall be opened to you, and the answer shall come to you. That is the steadfastness of prayer. In fact, we see this steadfastness of prayer in the life of a man like Jacob. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 32 and verse 26, before the verse 26, Jacob, who had been a supplanter, Jacob, who had cheated, Jacob, who had done all kind of bizarre things, lied and ran away and went to his uncle Laban and served Laban. And because he sold seeds of deceit, he was also deceived. And the woman he loved, he did not marry that woman because the uncle deceived him and gave him Leah, who is a senior daughter, who needed to marry before Rachel. All that happened because he sowed seeds of deceit. Jacob, because of his own past image, had been living in fear. Yet a day came when the thing he feared he had to face it. And that thing was his brother Esau, whose birthright he had stolen from him. But on his way to go back with his wives and his children and his property, the Bible says, because of the fear, he knew what to do. My friend, maybe you are also afraid. You are praying, you are doing things, but still there's that fear. Sometimes the fear that God may not answer your prayer. The fear that things may never work for you. The fear that somebody is chasing you. Enemies are after you. Things are not working. You are not going to prosper because nobody prospered in your family. That sickness is not going to be healed because everybody in that family has gone through such a sickness. I don't know what your fear is. Jacob's fear was Esau. He knew what to do. As he was crossing over to go and meet his brother, he decided to send his family and his property. Those things did not matter again. The thing that we hold on to thinking those things can change our life, can change our situation, can change our circumstances. Those things cannot. It's only God who can. And Jacob had a common sense to know who to go to. So he sent his properties and his family ahead of him. And he went to seek the face of God. So the Bible says in Genesis chapter 32, that as Jacob went to seek the face of God and he was praying, the Bible says he prayed all night long. How long have you been praying? One second? Less than a second? You are doing well, my friend. It starts from somewhere, but it comes to a time that you must be pushed to deny yourself of your comfort. You must deny yourself of sleep. You must deny yourself of certain pleasantries of life. Because the most important thing that one should have in this life, remember, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shelter of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and he is my fortress. The best place to hide is hiding under the wings, the tabernacle of the Almighty God. So the Bible says, Jacob, in Genesis 32 and verse 26, prayed all night long. He did not give up. Jacob was seeking something from God. 
Jacob was seeking God's protection. Jacob was seeking God's favor. It did not come in the early hours of the night. It did not come in the middle of the night. Jacob did not give up. He was steadfast. He was firm. He was unshakable. Prayer must be that steadfast, my friend. The Bible says Jacob stood and prayed all night. Just as the friend Jesus told about in Luke chapter 11. He was unashamed in his prayer. So was Jacob also unashamed in his prayer. So was Jacob also unmovable in his prayer. Just as the friend was unmovable, very firm, very adhesive in what he believed, in what he was asking. He did not change his mind. He did not change his position. We do not need to change our position when we seek the face of God. No other God can help. Some of us Maybe Christians, we call ourselves Christians, we go to church. But we go to seek after stones. How foolish we can be. How unwise we are. We go to somebody else to pray on our behalf. The Bible says in Hebrews, the curtain has been opened. <laughs> when Christ died, the curtain that inhibited us from going into the inner court. That curtain that stopped us, that someone has to go behind the curtain, a high priest. Today, you and I, God said, we are a royal priesthood. Not ordinary priests. We are a royal priesthood. Christ has put his spirit in us, and we can also enter into the inner court. We can go through the torn curtain. We can go before the presence of God, and we can stand in that presence, not moving until. So the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 62, verse 6 to 7, he said, you who seek the Lord, Give yourselves no rest and give him no rest until, until Jerusalem is established, until that thing which you are seeking of the Lord, that will bring him glory. Until you have received that thing, give yourself no rest. And God is not worried. He's not worried and he's not wearied that you are giving him no rest. You can never tire God. You can never get him tired. Keep on asking and keep on knocking and keep on seeking. That is steadfastness, my friend. What have you been asking God and for how long? What have you been asking God and for how long have you been asking? You are becoming discouraged, my friend. You are becoming weary. You are becoming tired. God sent me to tell you, don't give up. Don't get weak. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. God knows you have flesh and the flesh is crumbling. God knows your spirit is willing, but your body, your flesh is weak. But God sent me to tell you, be encouraged. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Go back once more to your place of prayer. Go back once more to your mountain of prayer. Go back once more to the presence of the living God. Go back and stay. Stay until God wants to show you kindness. Be there. God wants to show you his goodness. When you run to him, he will by no means cast you out. He surrounds you with his love. He's with you. And he's for you. And no one can be against you. Keep on striving in your prayer. Keep on standing firm in your prayer. Steadfastness in prayer is very key to answered prayer. Friend, the God who will not cast you away 
and say you are disturbing me. It's the God I introduce to you as I encourage you to pray and never cease praying. Your father and your mother may forsake you. He will never forsake you. But maybe you don't know this God. But this God is the God who wants to give you the abundant life. The abundant life comes from you coming close to him. Taking that first step of receiving Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Jesus himself stood and said, The devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come to give you life and give it to you abundantly. Abundant life is not in things, but it starts with the real thing, Jesus Christ. Today, if you give your life to Jesus, it's the best thing you would have gotten in your life. Then if he gives you salvation, the Bible says there's nothing else he would not add to it. I want you to begin to have this abundant life today. Experience the abundant life. When we talk of a maximized life, it starts with the abundant life in Christ Jesus. Today, if you don't know him, if you are not sure of your salvation, I'm not saying if you are not in a church, if you are not sure today, give your life to Jesus. At the sound of my voice, my friend, the Holy Spirit is calling you. Don't miss out. If you want to receive Jesus, I can't see you, but God can see your panting heart. Say with me, my friend. You may be a bank manager. You may be a judge, a lawyer, an engineer, an architect. You may be working by the roadside in the hot sun. You may be sleeping somewhere under the bridge or by the wayside. I don't know where you are. In a man's arms who is not your husband. Sleeping with somebody's wife. A child being rebellious. A drug addict. God is calling you. He will give you abundant life when he transforms your life. Say this prayer after me. It's simple. Put your faith in it. It works. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I am sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. Overshadow me and bless me with the blessing of heaven. God bless you for listening to this message. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows.